All right, so tonight we are beginning a brand new series I'm excited about called One Love. So I don't know if you know what this series is about. There you go. Anybody was thinking a little Bob Marley? Some of you guys are thinking, who's Bob Marley? We won't make you raise your hand and admit to that. So One Love is the name of the series. And... Um, let me kind of, let me tell you how this, how this series came about. So back in June, um, my family and I, we were in vacation out in Denver, see my wife's family and just spend some time out there. And so we were hanging out, having a great week. And at one point over the course of the week, we were in a, we were doing some shopping and I was in a store and I came across this shirt that had one love written across it, kind of like what, what we've got on the screen. And, um, and it just, it triggered something in, in my head. And began kind of a, a thought process as I was thinking about just this whole idea of love and what love is and how we feel like we experience love and how we even know love when we see it. And so it kind of turned into this kind of this, this series idea of what would it look like for us to really dive into what love is all about and what it really means and try to give a little bit of clarity and and. In the culture that we live in, I think love is a love is a, a a powerful topic. It is an important topic. This idea or concept of love is not a countercultural thing, right? Some of the stuff we may talk about in here or whatever about what it means to follow Jesus, and you go, man, that's just so different than the, than the culture around us, and and you may feel some of that tension tonight as as we go through this, but the idea of love is not countercultural. Right, I think the, the world in which we live is a very pro-love world. Right, Everybody believes, you're not going to run into anybody that's going to be like, yeah, I don't really think love is a big deal. Or I don't think love is important. Love, love is important and everybody I think would, would agree with that. And so love matters, love is important because what we believe about love really impacts everything else. It impacts so much, uh, so much else about our lives. It impacts our identity. It impacts our belief system. It impacts things like who we date or the friendships that we have or it impacts our family relationships. It impacts how we just treat people that we come into contact with. So our understanding and our belief about love is something that translates into every area of our life. So this is a very practical thing and it is a very uh, relevant thing to our lives. But as important as love is, the reality is is that all of us may have different views and ideas of what love actually is. We may be completely different, have different opinions, different ideas, different thought process about how we would define love or how we would believe what love is when we see it. So, and that's especially true in, in the culture that we live in today. So some of us may determine that we see love or we, when we think about love, we think of love in the sense of the bachelor, right? Maybe that's our view of love. So love is really our pursuit to try to find a compatible romantic partner, right? Or maybe 30 romantic partners, I don't know. Um, go team Amanda. I don't know, is there even, I don't, I don't know any of the girls' names. Is there an Amanda? All right, good. Thank you for clarifying. So whoever's winning, go her. Um, maybe that's, maybe that's kind of what we think of when we think of love. 
Or we may, we may view or define love simply as a, a friendship between people that we care about um, and spend time together, right? Like friends. Maybe that's our idea of love. It's, it's that kind of friendship. Maybe we would define love as a, maybe a, a homosexual relationship or a bisexual relationship. Like maybe when, if we're gonna define love, that's how we're gonna define what love may be. Or we may, de- we may define love as that old couple that's been married 50 plus years, right? I wanna grow old with you. I wanna spend the rest of my life with you. And we wanna be like the old couple in the notebook at the end of our lives that die on the same bed together and you know, whatever. So maybe that's our idea or concept of love. Maybe our idea of love is finding someone who meets our needs and does everything to make us happy. Right, like Regina George, good old mean girl. And maybe that's, kind of, we, so we try to manipulate people, we try to take advantage of people. And so our concept or idea of love is, man, if I can surround myself with people who will satisfy me and do everything that I want them to do. We may even simply define love as just a hookup or just a, a purely physical act of sex. So there, there may be a lot of definitions that we would give to the idea of love. And in our culture, I think all of those things would be how people in our culture would define love. That's how they would describe what love is supposed to be. And if you think about it, I mean, that's a lot of different ideas. That's a lot of different viewpoints. But the true question I wanna wanna pose to you guys tonight is at the end of the day, who is it that defines love? what love is. Who is it that gets to determine and define what the true definition, what the true picture of love really is? Now, I think if, if we were honest or if we were just taking a look at how the culture operates by and large, I think we would say it's us, right? And maybe, maybe some of us or even most of us act that way if, we're, if love is gonna be defined, we're gonna be the ones to define it. We're gonna be the ones to determine what love is. We're gonna be the ones to form our own beliefs and ideas, and we're gonna be the ones to apply to our lives the way that love is supposed to look. So we're the ones that define it. And in all reality, I think the culture that we live in, like we love this idea that everyone can just form their own beliefs their own ideas, and then they can just apply it to their own lives in their own personal expression, right? So what what you wanna do and how you wanna define it is good for you and how you wanna live that out in your life, as long as it doesn't kind of tread on my territory or impact my life in in a way that I don't want or I'm not okay with. So we can all just kind of have our different truths, our different definitions of what love is, and, and it can look completely different. It doesn't have to be similar. It can all be different expressions of that, and that's okay. And here's what I would pose to you. I believe what we have done is we have taken an incredible thing like love, and we have muddied the waters, and we've made it whatever each individual person thinks that love should be. And our culture would say, that's exactly right. Like, I 100% agree. That's exactly what we want to do. Don't define love for me. I'll define it for myself. And my question is, 
is that the way that it should be? Is that really what love was meant to look like? Now, one of the reasons I believe that love matters so much to us is because there is a desire inside each of us for love. Every single one of us want to receive love and we want to give love. And so every single day, you and I are on a search. You and I are are searching to find love. We are searching for that moment, for that opportunity to experience what love can look like for us. And in all reality, our search for love really is a search for God. That's really at the root of it what it comes down to. The reason why all of us have kind of that desire inside of us is because really what we're searching for is we're, we're searching for God. Now we may not express it that way, that may not be how we would define it, but that's the reality in our search for love. And I'll help us, help us understand that here in just a minute. Here's what I would say about what love is. Love does not exist apart from God. Love does not exist apart from God. Now, so the whole idea of love is not countercultural, but that is. To say that love exists because God exists is a countercultural idea. So, what our culture wants to do is they want to remove God from the picture. And then they want to be able to have the freedom to define and determine what love really should look like. But here's the thing. Love is so incredible. Love is so amazing. It is such an incredible picture that it's way bigger than just some personal opinion or an individual choice. And if we have really kind of dumbed it down to just a a personal choice or somebody's own opinion, then I think it's really not worth chasing after altogether because we have minimized it down to something that quite honestly just becomes much less significant. And the truth is, is that love is so much more important and so much more incredible than that. So one of the things that the, the truth an idea that I want you guys to understand tonight is that God is love. So love exists because that's who God is. So the existence of love proves the existence of God because love has been given to us so that you and I can understand who God is. That's a much bigger picture of of love and this whole idea. I mean, if you just kind of wrap your, your mind around that for just a moment to think that love really proves the existence of God and love has been given to us so that we can get a, a clear picture of how amazing and how incredible God is. And that's the reality of what love is all about. And so what that means for us is that any attempt to define love or to express love that isn't based on the one who is love is empty and it's counterfeit. 
Now that may, that may rub some of us the wrong way or that may be something that we maybe find even offensive. That if you were to take God out of the picture altogether, any other expression that you may have of what love is, is counterfeit. It's a false picture of what love really is. Here's why I say that. Listen to what 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says. It says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. For God is love. So if you want to take it all the way back to the very beginning, or even before the beginning, love existed before anything was created as part of who God is. It was a characteristic or an attribute of God. So love is, love is not a, a created thing. It, it has always been in existence as long as God has existed because it is who God is. And so before God made anything, love has existed because it's a characteristic of God. So when God created everything, it was an expression of his love. That was an expression of God's love. That was God's love expressed on creation. And so everything that was created was created out of love and it was created for love. So that means that you were created by God out of love and also for you to experience what love is And that's the love of God. You were put on this planet, put on this earth. That's why there is that that craving within all of us to experience love, to find love. That's why all of us are in this constant search to try to find what that looks like. Because that has been implanted into us by God himself. Because he wanted to express his love to us by creating us. And also as part of him creating us, he created us with the need to experience that love that only he can give us. Because it all comes back to him. Because he is the definition of love. Because love does not exist apart from him. So for us to really experience what true love is, it only comes when we experience a relationship with God. That's why everything comes back to God being personal. God wanting to have a relationship with you. God wanting to, for you to experience his love in your everyday life. And so the, the Bible, as you continue to read, I mean, it is, it is full of verse after verse after verse that talks about the love of God. Psalm 36.5 says, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens, your, faith, your, your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Psalm 103.8 says, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and I love this, filled with unfailing love. He's not just filled with love, he's filled with a love that is unfailing, a love that is perfect. That's the love that God has for us. I love Psalm 136 and how the writer there, and I, honestly, I can't even remember if it's David or, or one of the other writers, but 
just constantly over and over again after each verse just says the love of God endures forever. Like God's love endures forever just over and over and over again. Because it is a a concept and an idea that God wants to show us who he is. God wants all of us to understand and experience who he is. Here's the difficult thing. I think, and I don't want to be presumptuous, so maybe it's not all of us, but I think there's a lot of us, me included, that as human beings, it's hard for us to wrap our mind around a perfect, eternal, all-powerful God who could also love us. Right? I mean, if, if you really think about a, a loving God, a God who is perfect, who is powerful, who is in control of everything, who is sovereign, who is there before anything was created, so he created time, he created everything. So even that in and of itself is hard for us to really kind of comprehend and get our minds around. But even if we do, then you think about that, that God also wants to be personal. That God also knows the number of hairs on your head or he knows your thoughts or he knows the things that, that you don't even let other people know about. Like it is so difficult for us to really understand and experience and believe those two things, right? Would you agree with that? Just nod with me if you, if you would agree with that. All right, good. That's a really difficult thing. So I would even, I would even bet that there's a lot of us that feel like it would be easier for us to believe that somebody, like some human being, right? Boyfriend, girlfriend, family member, friend, like whatever, that someone could love us. It's a whole lot easier for us to believe that. Even though we may not experience that very much, it's easier for us to believe that than for us to believe that there's a eternal, all-powerful God that loves us. And so a lot of times what we do is that, that becomes our quest. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to anything or anyone that I can possibly find just because I, I crave that love. And so if I don't get it at home, then I'm going to go try to seek it out in a relationship. Or I'm going to go seek it out from somebody else. And I will change who I am and I will do anything that I can possibly do just because I'm so desperate to experience love. And we feel like it's going to be easier to receive from a human being than it is from an all-powerful, perfect, eternal God. And I think God knows that too. And God created us with a need to experience his love. But I think God also understood that it was going to be really difficult for us to get our minds around and believe and experience a love from some all-powerful God. So you know what God did? He said, I'm going to show you what love is in the flesh. And I'm going to show you Jesus. And so if you have a difficult time really understanding a love that an all-powerful, almighty God who's out there somewhere would have for you, and I know that you're a whole lot more inclined to go find it in some human being. I'm going to send that human being to you. I'm going to send Jesus into the story so that you can get a clearer picture of what love really looks like. So John 1.14 says, So the word, meaning Jesus, became human 
and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. And so this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. See, Jesus showed us a clear picture of what God's love looked like by the way that he lived, by the things that he said, and ultimately by the way that he died as a sacrifice for our sins. Now again, to understand like, man, it's, it's hard for us to, to grasp a, a perfect love of, of an almighty God. And then we think, man, but then God would love us. Like we're insignificant. Like it doesn't really make sense. And, th- and then when, I think when you fully understand the picture of the fact that sin stands in the way, that we were created for love and with love and to experience love, and yet sin gets in the way of that. And the reason why we don't experience it is because sin separates us from the love of God. And so Jesus stepped in as the ultimate display of God's affection to say, I'm gonna show you how much I love you to give you a clear picture of my love that's not distant or uninvolved in your life, but is personal. But also you're gonna get such a clear picture because I'm gonna come to you as a savior. I'm gonna step into the depths of your darkness. I'm gonna step in to rescue and redeem you out of those broken places that have separated you from my love. And my love is so incredible and my love is so perfect and so amazing that I'm willing to do whatever it takes, even defeat sin and death itself, remove whatever may be in the way so that you can experience the personal aspect of my love for you. So that love does not become something that's distant or love doesn't become something that you and I define for ourselves but rather you get a clear taste of it because I've stepped into your life to rescue you and to redeem you and to call you back to me. That's love. And that's what God has done for us. And so our search, our definition of love and our search for love should begin and end with God because God is love. That's how we define it. That's the search that we're on and it begins and ends with God because that's who God is. So here's what that means for us. Because God is love, we have to allow him to define what love is and also what love is not. If we want to truly understand what love looks like, we've gotta go to the source. We've got to be able to understand what he says. And so it's not a matter of taking God out of the picture and saying, hey, God, no thanks, we'll figure it out on our own. 
it's not about forming our own opinions and determining whatever we, we want, and so that's what we feel like love is. But rather, God becomes the basis for how we understand what love is and also how we express love to other people. So August 11th, 2001, anybody know what, what day that was? Bro. That's right. That's right. Now, none of you, thank you. Wasn't necessarily looking for a clap, but all right, cool. So none of you were alive then, right? None of you students, right? So just punch me in the face. That's cool. But August 11, 2001, I'm standing at an altar, right, a wedding altar, and I watch as the back doors of the room open and the most beautiful, amazing girl I've ever seen in my entire freaking life walks into those doors. And I am not much of a crier, and I'm just a flaming hot mess right there in the front. You know, ugly cry, like straight up just disgusting. And she's like, are you, is that good or bad? What are you crying for? It was an amazing picture. And I don't remember much about that day, all right. And those of you guys that that are married can probably agree. Like, your wedding day is such a whirlwind. Like, there's so many things going on. But I'll tell you one thing I do remember. I remember her walking in the back of that room. And I remember all the emotions that I felt. And I remember just going, I'm about to marry this girl. And here's, here's the truth. Like her and I didn't understand what the heck we were getting ourselves into. I mean, we, we honestly didn't. We didn't go through any premarital counseling and, and we should have. Um, there were a lot of things like, you know, we were young. I was 22, she was 21. Like we were just young. We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. And there's so much about this that we didn't know. Partly because we'd never experienced it before and partly because we were just stupid. But one of the, I, know, I know one of the things that both of us understood. Both of us individually had experienced the love of God for ourselves. And we knew and understood that God had given marriage, this picture to us, as an expression of his love for us. And also as a way for us to model his love to each other. Now the other stuff, like we didn't really get, but we knew, we knew that much. We had experienced the love of God. We understood how powerful and amazing it was. And we knew that marriage had been given to us to reflect God's love and also to model that love to each other, right? And in the days ahead, like the rest of the stuff, we would just have to figure out the hard way, right? Toilet seat up, down, right? Who does the dishes? Like who does this? Who does that? What finances look like, right? All of those details that you just kind of figure out as you go along. But we knew the most important thing. And for us in the days and months and even now, like 19 years, almost 19 years later, like how many of the things that we've gotten wrong or moments when we were like, I'm not, I'm not sure how to love in this moment. We could always go back to the source. We didn't have to make it up. We didn't have to go, I'll just, I'll just kind of figure it out or I'll just express to her how I feel like it, she should receive it or how best it's going to look based on my own opinions, right? Because that will turn a marriage sideways real quick. But we, all ha- we always had the luxury and the benefit of going back to the source. 
okay, God, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to love in this moment. So let me go back to your love. God, how, how do you love? What does your love look like? And how has that been expressed to me? Okay, God, that's, that's how you've called me to express that to her. And how many moments that saved us of just heartache and pain and, and a whole lot more difficulty if we were just trying to figure it out on our own. And if there were moments where we messed it up, it was because we got off track of what God had created love to look like. Of the one who is love. And I think that that is true for all of us. As we learn to express what love is, we're not making it up on our own. We're not going, well, this is just what I feel like works best. Or this is just what in this moment I feel like is, should, should, that love should look like. We have the benefit of going back to the source. Of looking back to the one who is love and then saying, okay, that's the picture of what love is. So how do I express that? What does that look like in this relationship? What does that look like in this moment, in this situation? And that really is what we're going to talk about over the course of this series. But it always comes back to the one who is love. What is the goal of love? What has love been given to us in the first place for? It's to show a person where they need to go. It's to help a person get to where they need to go. And where do all of us need to get to? We all, again, we all were created to experience love from our Heavenly Father. And so the goal and the purpose of love is to take people where they need to go. And that's into the arms towards the love of our Heavenly Father. Who looks at us and he says, yeah, I see your crap. Yeah, I know that you don't deserve it. Yeah, I know that you're a hot mess right now, but I love you anyway. And I want you to experience it. And I'm patient with you. And I'm kind to you. And I express what love looks like in so many different ways. But the goal of love is always to show a person where they need to go. And in everything that we do, it starts with understanding where love comes from, what love is, how love is defined, and what love is when we see it. And if it's just left up to our own interpretation, then there's just a whole lot of chaos that ensues. And oftentimes we don't know if we're on the right path or the wrong path. We're just kind of figuring it out on our own. And God loves us too much to say, hey, I've given you the guide. And I've given you Jesus to show you what it looks like. And you can experience my perfect love. And the only thing that will keep you from experiencing it is your own rejection. If you just choose to reject it. And for all of us, that's the reason why that moment we come to a place in our life when we understand our need for God's love. Not that we deserve it. In fact, he loves us in spite of that. But understanding that we need God's love and we need God's forgiveness 
And that that love and that forgiveness is made available to us because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. I want to ask you guys just for a moment, just to bow your heads, close your eyes. My question to you tonight as as we close is, have you experienced what true love is? And I'm talking much, much more incredible than a relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend or not a human relationship or expression. Have you experienced the love of God? Have you received the love of God that he wants to give to you? And if you've never come to a place in your life where you've put your faith and trust in Jesus, where you've asked God to forgive you and you've accepted that love that God is freely offering you, my encouragement and my challenge to you is that you would do that now. And it's just as simple as you just praying, God, I thank you for loving me. I thank you that you created me for love and you created me with a need for love and I understand that the, my need for love can only be filled in a relationship with you. And so I want that love and I want to experience your forgiveness. And I put my faith and trust in you as Savior. And I want you to come and live in me and to make me yours. To remove sin from the picture so that I can be made right with you. God, thank you for your love for us. And God, in a, in a culture, in a world that we constantly try to define what it needs to look like for ourselves, God, I... I pray that you would help us to understand that it starts and ends with you. And that love does not exist apart from you. God, I pray if there are students tonight who have never taken that step, God, that they would take that step. I pray for students that just prayed that just a minute ago, God, that you would help them to understand how powerful of a decision that is. That that's a game changer that changes every, every part of who they are. God, I pray that you would help us to understand what love really looks like. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.